Welcome to the Scale Up Your Business podcast. In this podcast, we talk about what it takes to go from startup to scale up and beyond. How to significantly grow your business, create freedom, build wealth, and live life on your terms. Featuring some very special guests and experts to give you advice and direction on your journey. And now, introducing your host, entrepreneur, investor, and scale-up specialist, Nick Bradley. Hi, everyone. It's Nick Bradley here, and welcome to Scale Up Your Business for this week. We're back. It is 15 minutes to action time. And as I record this, quite interestingly, it is the middle of May. It's kind of supposed to be summery, but it is literally hailing outside my studio. So if you can hear a bit of background noise, it's quite ironic, actually, because the title of today's episode is Lessons from Lockdown. You know, what can we learn from the last 12 to 18 months of COVID-19 and what can we take forward? You know, what are some of the things that we can do about that as business owners, as entrepreneurs? And I was about to say there's light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to see the world open up. We're starting to see travel happening again. We're starting to see people getting vaccinated, all those sort of things. There's a certain degree of confidence and certainty coming back. Hence, light at the end of the tunnel. But just as I said that, the uh, the heavens have opened up and we have grey skies and all that. So I'm not sure if that's an omen. Let's hope it isn't and let's move on. So what I want to focus on today is the lessons. What can we learn from the last 18 months? What can we do about it? What can we apply? And I suppose to kick that off, I want to say that, you know, we've just gone through unprecedented change and we have to appreciate what that means. I, I think it's a systemic change. That means that it's not necessarily going to, you know, things aren't going to go back to how they were. The system has changed. It's not cyclical. It's not something that we get used to. It's not necessarily a repeatable pattern, or let's hope it's not. I think that it has changed the way we look at things. Now, part of that is mindset, and we've spoken about that at length on the podcast. Some of its attitude, some of its direction, some of its behavior, but that's behavior from an individual's perspective as much as it is for a company, for an organization. So what I want to go through today is a number of learnings or perspectives, as I said, lessons from lockdown that we can take forward and really start to work in our favor as we think about what we're going to do now. As I said, that things are opening up, that we can see opportunity, that we can start to see a path forward, which for I, I know a lot of people wasn't there for some time. So the first thing I want to talk about is agility. And sometimes that's called pivoting and all this stuff. I'm not a fan of the word pivot. I think it's been overused. You know, you've got to pivot here, you've got that. But I think being agile actually really matters. And if there's one thing that we can take away, it doesn't matter if you're a small company or a big company, agility matters. The ability to change course, to adapt, to respond quickly to events is, I would say now, a critical component of any business doesn't matter if you're a startup, established business, if you're an acquisition entrepreneur like I am, you've got to have the ability to respond and change. And I think we've seen that. The ability not only to change, but to shift gears where necessary to go after opportunities. And the more that that can become almost a cultural part of business going forward, of your business going forward, I think that's going to really matter. The second thing I suppose aligned to that is scale matters. Now, I know this is called scale up your business and I am biased to the word, but it does matter, right? The idea of having size matters. 
you know, you can, if you're too small and you don't have the resources, you don't have the talent, uh, you don't have the capacity to do things. Okay, yes, you may have agility, you may be fleet of foot, but you don't necessarily have the the size that's going to allow you to be able to rock, if you like, when things are blowing hard, when the wind is blowing hard against you. The idea to be able to stay strong in that level of uncertainty. So right now, partnerships, mergers, acquisitions, all those things are important. So as a growth strategy, you know, even if you're small to medium size, you should be looking at some of these more strategic options to get to scale. And that scale will give you a stronger platform to build from. The third thing I think that I've noticed is that we're really starting to value more than we ever have the the modern technology options that sit around us. Now, obviously, the lockdown, corona, has emphasized the importance of technology more than anything because we've had to rely on technology for all companies, even being solopreneurs, everyone to be able to work. And, you know, obviously, I wish I'd bought shares in Zoom, but I didn't. But the point here is that whether we agree strongly or not, the, the pandemic accelerated the adoption of technology, cloud-based communications, collaboration, productivity, all sorts of things like that. And it actually proved that we can work effectively, efficiently, all of those things, not being in a static place of work and not having to meet people face-to-face. And that's an interesting concept in its, in its own right, because if you look at a lot of the larger global organizations, they're already coming back saying, you know, are we going to have, uh, you know, commercial real estate office space in the way that we used to? Why would we have it that way? How often does someone have to go to work? Do they have to be in an office five days a week or does everyone have to be there for one or two days and then the rest of the time you can be from home? Now, what is that going to do to certain markets? It's going to change the way that we operate. And we're already seeing uh, different businesses come off the back of this. The, the growth in home loungewear versus wearing a suit and tie to work, those sort of things. We're starting to see entrepreneurs looking at these trends and coming up with some brilliant business ideas as a result. The other thing I think that jumps from that is that we're seeing what effectively is the, the real nature of workforce productivity. So... Working from home revealed that there are significant distractions in the office as much as there can be at home. And so this idea that if you are at home and you're in your office or you've got that sort of space, you know, can you work more effectively? And I think what we're seeing here is that people are are starting to work more in terms of the result and the outcome versus something which is time bound. So if you have to be in an office, let's say again, from nine to five, or you've got set hours, you're measuring time, you're not necessarily measuring impact. And this idea that the, the lockdown, if you like, has allowed us to have more flexible working hours, pros and cons to that, has meant that we can, you know, get the result focus much clearer. And if you think about it from a management standpoint or a leadership standpoint, you can't sit there and, and watch someone all the time. So the level of trust has to go up. And the only way that you can measure is really through metrics and objectives being delivered and those things. And I, I personally like that. I think things should always be results driven and how you reward, how you recognize, how you discipline, all those things should be based on results, not necessarily time. So I think there's a shift around that productivity, which has happened and something which won't go back to how it was, not certainly the same way. I think the next one, which is interesting to me is that we have really understood the nature of social interaction and how essential it is. Now, 
Of course, we've had to use technology. There's been a lot of interesting things that have happened, like, you know, pub quizzes through Zoom and all that sort of thing. But if you look at, you know, social channels, the rise of Clubhouse, all that sort of thing, they they have done well when we have really missed that that live connection and we've had to look at other means to do it. Now, what I think is going to happen, this is my prediction, not necessarily evidence-based, is that when the world opens up, when we can travel, when we can get on planes, people are going to want that face-to-face interaction again. Maybe not in the same way, but they are going to want it. They're going to want that connection because as human beings, we need that. And as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you've got to think, what does that mean for me? What can I do? Should I be doing something different with my business? Because you know, as much as we can work digitally, I think there will be a slight resistance to that, just a slight one, and then it will will be some sort of balance or equilibrium will come in the future. So live events, uh, going to conferences, I get involved in masterminds, live training, all that sort of stuff. I think that's going to be important. And I'll give you one evidence point. So back in January, February, when I was on Clubhouse a lot and there was heaps of people on Clubhouse, as things are starting to open up, the amount of people going on those platforms in percentage terms is reducing. Okay, so that's just a small stat, may mean nothing, but there's something I've noticed and something to think about as you're thinking about what you can do with your business over the next six to 12 months. The next point is um, around what's going to happen around sort of health, well-being, how is that going to affect people, both from a mental and a physical capacity, and what's the impact of that for you from a work or a business context? So we've seen a lot of different things happen In in the last... 12 to 18 months, there's been some studies done. Cisco did an interesting one where they looked at the impact of health and well-being from homeworking. And there was a statistic, something like 76% of respondents said that they found it hard to maintain work-life balance from working from home. But another percentage, 47%, said they found it better. And, And I think what we're talking about here is a couple of things. If you're home, sometimes people, and this is totally about mindset, they see home as a break from work. And when they walk in the door, they leave their their work behind. Now, of course, we haven't been able to do that in the same way. So there's this idea that they're always working, but that's a mindset thing. Equally, you've got people who um, you know, don't like spending two to three hours commuting every day, if that's what they have to do. And the idea that they can walk downstairs, have a coffee, you know, say hi to their kids, have breakfast, and then go straight to work has given people hours back. So I think it's interesting to see how that's going to play forward. I personally am in the latter category. I like the fact that I've worked from home and, and remotely for a long time. I like remote independence or location independence, I should say. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how people adjust to those different dimensions. I don't think it's realistic that the people are going to go back to offices five days a week. So I think we're going to have to think of different ways of, of understanding people's health and well-being so that productivity remains so that people can progress. But it's a change, and like anything, people find change hard. And then the last piece, I think, is a really big one. One of my my favorite things, if if I can say a favorite thing of the last 12 months, is that there is an opportunity out there now to get talent into your business, to work with you, for you, whatever that is, more than there has ever been, ever, right? So you've got remote working, you've got this idea that people are now more freelance, more flexible, 
this idea that, you know, I don't have to necessarily work for a company anymore. I can, I can focus on my skill set. We're seeing more people become entrepreneurial, uh, thinking differently about how they want to live their lives because of what's happened. So you can go out there and you can get access to amazing capability, amazing people, great experiences. You can, you can employ them on a fractional basis for projects or whatever. And I've never seen anything like it. I think people have thought or challenge the concept that a job is for life, I need to be employed. So there's a lot more people out there sort of, let's call it chancing their luck in entrepreneurship, which I personally think is the absolute way to go anyway. So look out there in your business and and look at what you have access to from a talent and resources perspective. And, you know, I think that's just going to increase. And I think there was a report by Deloitte, I think it was called Workforce 2030, don't quote me exactly on that. But what it really was, was this idea that everyone, you know, is going to be having this this greater propensity to work for themselves. And I think the, 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 st- the statistic that was in that report, I get it out there, Nick, was something like 50% of the people that you rely on will not necessarily, not necessarily be employed by you by 2030 and something like that. So, so again, as, a, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, take advantage of that. And then the last one, which I've spoken about a lot because it's something I'm into, is, is the idea that you can buy businesses now. You've got so many great businesses out there for sale. And it's a really, really valid way of entering the world of entrepreneurship through acquisitions as opposed to startup. So, you know, have a look at that. If you think that you want to create wealth and you want to build from what you've got, you may be employed, you may be thinking now's the time to change. Have a look at at acquisition entrepreneurship as well as startup entrepreneurship if you've got that bug. And I've, I know I've mentioned it many a time, but there is there has never been a better time to look at acquisitions as an entrepreneur. And I think that's going to increase over the next few years. And I think it's a great time to be able to you know do something different, particularly also because as I said, there's there's a whole heap of new things that are going to come out of the last 18 months. And therefore, you need to be open-minded and look for different things to be able to exploit those opportunities because some of the greatest businesses we know today started through disruption. They started through challenge. And, you know, I would argue, certainly in my lifetime, this last 12, 18 months has been certainly one of the most challenging that I've experienced from a business and a personal perspective. But at the same time, I've learned a lot about myself. I've learned a lot about the world in general. And you know what? Everything that we experience in life, I personally think, makes us stronger, makes us better. So I feel very, very prepared for you know what's coming next. And I'm very optimistic about the opportunities that are going to be presented. So there we go. A number of things there. I'm not quite sure if it was six or seven, might have been eight, but things to think about, things to think about, lessons from lockdown, as I said, that you should be thinking about in your business now. And really, you know, be buoyant, be positive, because as I said, as much as there's been lots of challenges, and I'm sure we're going to have a few more dips on the roller coaster coming forward, there's no other way to be really, you know, you've got to be in that state to see the opportunities to be resourceful. And that's going to set you up in the best way possible to have success. Alrighty. So if you allow me just a couple more minutes, I know I'm at 15 minutes, but there's your 15 minutes to action. Uh, like all good things, sometimes it's uh, a time for something to come to an end. And I started 15 minutes to action at the beginning of lockdown because I thought people needed some short, sharp episodes to be able to take things away and apply those lessons, those learnings in their business. And as we come out the back of that, um, I've decided that I'm not going to do these anymore. And I am going to be doing something a little bit different 
uh, in the future. Something quite exciting will be coming out in the next few months. But as a result of that, I'm going to be planning that, some exciting stuff around Scalp Your Business. I'm very grateful to everyone who supported what we've done to date. And I think you're going to like uh, the direction that we're heading in. So rest assured, the Thursday episode is going to be still coming out, mainly focused on interviews, but I will be doing a few solo longer form episodes where I go deeper into a subject, just me speaking. Um, So look out for those. And we'll probably come back with a second weekly episode just after the summer with a slightly different format and a few other things going on. So if you've got any ideas for topics that you would like me to go deeper on on my Thursday episodes, you know, uh, like I used to when I started the podcast, then reach out, you know, get in touch with me on Instagram, on LinkedIn, join the Scale Up Your Business community on Facebook, post there. I look at everything and I'm more than happy to come back and answer questions and go deep on any of those topics that you would like me to cover. So there we have it. Thank you very much. Goodbye to 15 Minutes to Action, but hello to a whole heap of new stuff. Thank you, everybody, for supporting the podcast. And as I always say, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Bye for now. And there you have it, another episode of Scale Up Your Business. Thank you very much for listening. And if you haven't yet, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really does help the show become even better. And while you're there, make sure you hit that subscribe button to help you on your scale up journey. Now, perhaps you're thinking of growing and scaling your business. Perhaps now is the time. If that's you, then please check out suyb.global. That's where we have all of our programs, including the Growth Accelerator Partnership, the Maximize Value Partnership, all of our services, and of course, coaching and mentoring. Once again, be grateful, be brave, have faith, and show up. Until next time.